Hello friends, this is Ravi Zacharias inviting you to join me at Collide Summit at Liquid Church. The date's September 13th and 14th. The theme is fearless. Craig Rochelle, Sandra Stanley, Miles McPherson, and many others will be joining me as we address this theme. Put it down in your calendars and go to collidesummit.com. Hello, and welcome to the Collide Leadership Podcast. I'm so glad you've chosen to join us today. This is your host, Steve Grusendorf. And if you're new, welcome. If you're a subscriber, welcome back. Hey, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, would you mind sharing it with a friend? We recognize that your time's precious. And I know for me, it's always uh, better when a trusted friend recommends a resource. I know then that uh, it's going to be worth taking a look at. So if you've appreciated the Collide Leadership Podcast, would you, would you share it with a friend? Because the Collide Leadership Podcast exists to continue the discussion of how to do ministry well in a distinctly Northeastern context. Besides having a deep and authentic relationship with Jesus, leading the church well is one of the most important tasks we have as ministry leaders. Now, today, it's my pleasure to welcome back into the Collide studio, Mr. Elliot Shuey. Elliot is the creative director at Rethink Creative, a brand strategy and design studio for ministries and nonprofits. Welcome, Elliot. We are so glad you are here with us today. Thanks for having me. So I know story is is kind of your bread and butter. It's it's something that is very, very important to you. So as we kind of kick off this conversation about story, would you tell us a story about maybe what God's been doing in your own life recently? Yeah, absolutely. Love to. So I've uh, started the new year uh, by reading through the Psalms again. And the habit I try to do often throughout the years, just meditate on the Psalms um, and read through the whole book um, throughout the year. So um, what always kind of captures me about the Psalms and um, really inspires me and what God's kind of been reteaching me through the Psalms is um, to, I'm always blown away by the candor and the rawness of the Psalmist, right? That there's there's just this unfiltered, sometimes grief, sometimes mm. joy, um, and all those emotions in between. And what God's kind of been reteaching me at the start of this year is, is um, that he can handle honesty, mm. right? <laughs> and um, really, my, my default can be to kind of just bottle up those emotions sometimes. And, mm. and whether that be because of my upbringing or my personality, but I think the Psalms kind of retrain my heart to um, enter into God's presence with a, an unfiltered kind of honesty before Him. And um, uh, a story that kind of drove this home for me recently um, I have a three year old daughter, mm-hmm. and, you know, she's three, she's loving life. And um, it's, uh, it's, not uh, uncommon to you know find her getting into things she shouldn't mm-hmm. you know throughout the house and the other day was she was I caught her kind of digging through a desk drawer she wasn't supposed to be in and um, you know I just reprimanded her and she you know stormed out of the room and you know kind of you know she was upset and uh, approached me right after and looked me right in the eye and said 
Daddy, I'm really mad at you. <laughs> for the first time, I've uh, heard these words come from her mouth for the first time. And, you know, in the moment, didn't think anything of yeah. that, right? That, um, uh, you know, she's three. I don't think that statement was rooted in like deep-seated deep anger, yeah. malice against her dad. But um, later on, you know, it, it kind of, those words kind of hit me. Like, what better picture of how our heavenly father wants us to approach him mm. and that uh, and whether it be a, a parenting lesson for today or um, just something to take with us I, I think that's a good posture to have um, as parents that you know I felt I felt thankful in a strange way for my daughter to be able to say that to me that yeah. um, uh, that she was mad at me and whether that those emotions lasted beyond 10 seconds, probably not. I yeah. think um, that's a great, it was a great lesson for me in the moment that God was kind of saying, um, whatever emotions you have, I want you to verbalize them to me. And that's a good thing to do. It's a good, it's good to practice that um, as we ha have that access to our heavenly father at all times. Um, so yeah, that's, God's kind of been, Reteaching well, me that. That's great. And thanks for sharing that story. And I think that that story sets us, our conversation up well today, because one of the things that you show us here is that the life that we experience, uh, whether it's personally or organizationally, can tell a good story, but story requires reflection. Hmm. And so as we reflect on who we are, where we're going, what we're doing, we can begin to tell a story that's compelling that begins to cast a vision to people that, that they may want to be part of. And that, that's important because what we want to talk about today is this topic of branding, churches, and the power of story. It's really one of the things that you do with a lot of your time is helping organizations tell compelling stories about what it is they're doing. Yeah. And you know, in recent years, there's been a lot that's been said and written about the need for organizations, including churches, to tell their story well. I guess the question is, why all the hype? Yeah, I think... Um Organizations are starting to realize that in in this digital age that we're in, mm -hmm. of we we talked about this in, last time, in this digital age of information overload, right, um, and constant connectivity, we're just bombarded with with messages and information, and it's it's difficult to be heard as a leader um, if we're not telling stories. And mm. so, hmm. um, it's interesting. Stories, when told well, stick with people, um, and uh, it's it's storytelling that will cut through the noise hmm. um, of our culture today. Um, not not statistics always. Not um, not just information, but it's it's storytelling that 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 gives people that hook, um, and so. Yeah, I think I think that's where a lot of the hype's coming from. I think too, it's um, it's this idea of of empathy that organizations are realizing they need to um, kind of help help their whether it be a church helping their congregations kind of um, put put themselves in other people's shoes. Yeah, um, and empathy can be a great teaching tool yeah um and so yeah i think it's 
it's a mix of things. I think storytelling has always been of significance. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, I think we're just we're seeing now that it's um, maybe maybe more critical when it comes to getting your message across. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And you know, it, great storytelling is sometimes, at least, in, and I'm not an expert in it. I'm just thinking great storytelling sometimes is subtle storytelling. In other words. If I just look at it in the, or, the world of organizations, sometimes I buy things not because of the product itself, but because of the story I believe about the product, yeah. right? You know, I look down at my smartphone and I go, if I own a smartphone that looks like this and has that particular brand on it, then I'm going to be this type of person. And, and that's actually a story, isn't it? Right. And they're they're selling me a story. They're not selling me a product. I'm buying their product. They're selling me a story. And I'm mm-hmm. beginning to believe in that. So let's think about this idea of story from the Christian organization perspective or the church. I mean, if that's true, then shouldn't a, a, a Christian organization or a church have the most compelling story of any other organization in the world? I would, well, I guess it depends on what compels you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, that's a great thing. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I have you here on the podcast because you can help us understand this. So Talk to me. Why is it that some churches uh, maybe don't aren't telling a good story, or maybe are, are are not telling a story in a compelling way that's connecting with an with their audience or in a way that they desire? Yeah. Well, I guess I'll approach it from this way. I guess um, speaking more broadly about the big C church. Yeah. Um, that if I think we absolutely have the most compelling story if the church is fulfilling what it was called to do, you know, mm-hmm. in in pointing lost people to Christ. I mean, when we talk about um, what we're really talking about in that then is salvation and what better story <laughs> to yeah. tell than a salvation story because we're not, uh, it's literally a story of a life being saved. And I think when we, when we really grasp the, the heaviness of that, um, absolutely, the church should be telling the best stories because um, they're stories of lost people being found. Mm. It's story of story of um, not bad people becoming good, yeah, <laughs> but dead people becoming alive. I mean, interesting, and and I think that's what's so compelling about the gospel that it's not it's not good advice; it's good news, and we can find, I think, a deeper joy Mm. in telling those stories um, so that, yeah, absolutely, you know, you can find that redemptive narrative of of death to life outside of the church, as we talked about last time through, whether it be film or literature, whatever it might be. Um, So there's a, we find that redemptive narrative elsewhere, but when it comes to true salvation in Christ, I mean, that's that's as real as it gets, you know. Yeah, and you said, you know, this is important if we're being who we've been called to be, right? Which mm-hmm. is really, really important. And that made me think of something that story, as powerful as it is, is a two-edged sword. Mm. Because it, it and, and I'd love to hear your kind of thoughts on this. If we don't tell our story well, there's going to be someone else who tells our story poorly. In other words, like, right. that people can tell a story about, and I think sometimes this happens to the church, the church has a story that's given to it. And yeah. because they don't create a compelling counter story, the true story, that that false narrative begins to come true in people's lives, right? That, oh, I've heard the story about these Christians. I've heard the story about church. I've heard the yeah. story about this. And it's all these negative perceptions that other people have. And suddenly people are believing a story about 
us, like the church, that isn't true, but we've just have encountered it with a good story. That's that's a reality too, right? Yeah, yeah. And we touched on this a lot in in the work I do with rethink. Rethink. Um, we we share this a lot that your brand is telling a story, mm. good or bad, um, and whether or not you have an understanding of how your story is perceived, it's it's being told somehow, one way or another. Whether that's just through, um, as you mentioned, like the story that's just been given to your brand, and and it's you've kind of inherited it for better or worse. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think there's a a level of of ownership that we have to um, reclaim and and steward our stories well, because to your point, if if we're not doing that. Um, we run the risk of the the wrong stories being told yeah. about our organizations. Yeah, and even as you said right there too, um, believing an incorrect story is what everybody else knows. I I remember early on in my ministry, I I was working with a church. I was the pastor there. I was coming in, and it, like many churches, it had been in its community. It was relatively established, but it was relatively unimpactful to his community. Hadn't mm-hmm. done a whole lot in a while, and. You know, they were there. And what I began to see was that they had a perception that they were well-liked in the community. But as I, as an outsider, began to come in, what what I saw was that the community had no clue who they were. And if mm-hmm. they did, it was maybe a negative perception of someone who used to be there but didn't. And so now I had this idea of the people in our congregation, well, just just let's just go connect with the community. And I said, well, what does that mean for you? Because yeah. they believe a different story about you than you believe about yourself. So do you find that that's common? One of the things that you have to do with people through Rethink is help them properly understand uh, the story that they are telling before they can begin to understand the story that they want to tell? Absolutely. Yeah, I think it 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 totally has to start there um, because if um, it has to come from a place of um, awareness. No, I really like that. Um, so what can our listeners do to help their church get in touch or their ministry organization get in touch with reality? Like how can they help their organization see this is what we're actually perceived to be? Yeah, it, um, it absolutely starts with gaining an outside-in perspective. So inviting other voices into the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of your organization. Um, so in inviting others to to ask the hard questions mm. and to to really um, uh, ultimately kind of tell the truth about how they perceive your brand. Right. I think that's really good for helping us understand how to get an outside perspective. Um, you know, is the story that we're telling matching up with the story people uh, have of us already? Um, let me switch just a little bit now and ask the question, you know, how do we deal with, with church branding? I think every church leader understands the potential and the power of, uh, you know, a good brand, a good vision statement, uh, a good online presence, you know, trying to tell a story on Facebook and all this. But none of us have the, you know, experience, the expertise that someone like you has. And so, you know, as you, as you are talking to ministry leaders, what are some of the suggestions that you would give them to helping their brand tell a good story? Yeah. Yeah, that's a big question, and there's there's definitely a lot of misconceptions around mm. the idea of branding, what that actually is. Similar to how we've talked about empathy, it's kind of like a a big buzzword, mm. and so 
I think it starts with a proper understanding of what branding really is, that it's it's not one particular thing. A lot of people fall into the trap of believing their logo is their brand, mm. that their visual identity is their brand. Those are just small components of your brand, right? Your brand really has more so to do with things that are unseen, right? Mm. Your, your culture as an organization, um, if you're a church, it has to do a lot with um, even your competition. Mm. Um, we don't like to use that word competition, but um, I think um, branding has a lot to do with, we've talked about vision, mission, language. Mm. Um, and then the visual component of that is a small piece of it. Um, but the connections within all those things are so crucial to when it when we talk about storytelling that there needs to be a an alignment uh, with um, your mission and vision mm-hmm. and how that's actually lived out and talked about um, even down to a basic knowledge of what the vis- vision and mission is mm. um, I I would, um, I think it's common to come across a church who has this established mission. Chances are a large portion of the congregation can't even repeat it back to you, Mm, right? Yeah. Um, And so when we talk about branding and storytelling, um, it needs to be about more than that. And um, seeing alignment in the, in the, just the behavior and um, culture of your organization and then how that's perceived um, in other spaces. Yeah. So more specifically in the work we do, um, finding that alignment in in building out an effective website okay. for a church. Um, if the church website is um, doesn't match the the culture of the organization, uh-huh. if if you come to the website and it's you know, visuals of a mega church type vibe. Yeah. When it's actually a smaller 200 person congregation, it's, it, you quickly see that disconnect that you're, mm-hmm. and that's a drastic one, but, um, but not off, not off all that much. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you as, uh, when I'm looking for a church, I do connect to church websites and, and, uh, you're right. If there's a disconnect, then you know it sits it sits off in my mind and you know I don't have a positive experience. I'm already mm-hmm. set for negative experience, in other words. Right. Yeah. So right. I think that's a it may feel like an extreme one, but that's pretty common. Yeah. Branding has a lot to do with setting proper expectations. Yeah. And and as we've talked about, telling the truth. I mean, um branding is really about telling the truth. And so if mm. we can find genuine expressions of that um in our creative whether it be a website, video, um, those sorts of things, we we um, we develop a culture of just transparency yeah. in our brands, but we also set the right expectations for when when people um, interact with us in different spaces. There's an there's an alignment there. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, it does. I you know I really appreciate this last vein of thinking because there's a couple of things that are going on in my head. One. Branding is not a silver bullet mm-hmm. um, because what I heard you say, and I would agree with this, if I see your brand and it doesn't match with reality, I'm always going to believe reality, not the brand, right? Right. But if your brand 
connects to reality, it multiplies your impact. Mm. Is, is that a good way of saying it as I was listening Absolutely. to you? So you also talked about branding being about truth telling. So listeners, if you're a ministry leader, what you've got to do, and you, you talked about uh, competition, and I get where you're going with that, and it does sometimes cringe with us, but I think another way of looking at it is it's leveraging your uniqueness. Right. Right. It was what you're getting at. It's like, what sets you apart from other people who are doing something similar than you? Why, yeah. why do you have a unique experience? So ministry leaders, sometimes we can fall into the trap of trying to use our brand to kind of vaunt where we want to be rather mm. than where we are. Yeah. And I, I don't think that that's going to work. And I, I think what Elliot's saying is instead, look at what is unique about your church and allow your brand to to shine a light on that uniqueness. No one else is going to have that. If you're a small church that just has a great community, be a small church that has a great community. Don't be a small church working to be a large, yeah. right? Because the brand, when you connect it to reality, reality is always stronger, but the brand's going to multiply your impact. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's a yeah. good word. We talk about it as though there's 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 gold at the heart of every brand. Mm. <laughs> it just can take some time to dig for it, right? That's good. And um, it's worth the effort. Yeah, well said. I love that. So we've got a great story uh, in the gospel. We've got an alignment between the brand uh, of our organization, like what what uniquely makes us qualified to talk about the gospel in our context. And so now I'm a I'm a church leader. I'm paid to go out and I tell the story of the gospel. Awesome, and I tell the story of my organization. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I've seen a lot of churches do that and not grow. Hmm. To me, the churches that I've seen that have really been able to explode it are the churches and organizations that get their people yeah. to tell the story. Why is it that when an organization or church can get its people to tell the story well, it really seems to explode as opposed to those churches who just have one great storyteller? Yeah. I think the biggest thing is um, credibility. Mm. That when you have not just one person, not just one paid, typically, yeah. Staff that's true. person, um, that's they're genuinely bought in to the vision or whatever. But mm -hmm. I think when it's when you can inspire your your um, congregation to the point where they're telling the same story and they're inspired by it, um, you just gain this level of credibility that can't be um, gained otherwise. So I, I think it's so important to develop that culture of storytelling because we can't. We can't do it alone. Yeah. Um, that um, to grow as an organization, um, we need to be um, telling telling the same story. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think part of uh, part of cultivating that culture of storytelling requires um, cultivating a culture of story listening as mm, well. It's a good word. I think we're. Uh, we're talking a lot about telling, but yeah. hand in hand with that is going to be the need to to listen well. Mm. And if if we're known as the organizations that are just about us, yeah, <laughs> um, it, there's a balance that's that's required there to yeah. to to be good listeners at the same time. That's great. Um, and invite in, invite people into that. Have have a sensitivity to where people are at. Yeah. That's a great word. And, you know, it's so funny. There are many times when we experience something in real life, but we don't allow it to impact our faith. In other mm -hmm. words, we buy things in our life as consumers because someone that's not paid that we respect tells us, us that it's valuable. Right. We also ignore people who pay us to tell us that a product is awesome. And then we wonder why it is when we're in church that it 
that it doesn't work when the only person that's talking about the amazing part of the, the, the gospel or the, our organization are the people that are paid to. Mm. It doesn't work anywhere else in life. Why would right. why should we expect it to work in, in church? So if, listener, you're maybe just part of a church, it isn't the job of the pastor to be the sole champion of the mission and vision of your organization. If that's the case, you're never going to grow. Yep. You know, you've got to buy into it as well, as Elliot was saying. And, and, and Elliot, thank you for the challenge uh, to be good listeners. Yeah, we don't we don't hear that well enough. I really appreciate that. Yeah. So as we bring this episode to a close, and it's been great, I really enjoy it. How can how can leaders practically begin to help their congregations become good stories? What are maybe one or two things that they can do to help their church start to tell a good story? That's a good question. I, I think I'll start that answer by addressing kind of an, a nuanced thing that yeah. is so critical. Um when it comes to um, really language and and how we communicate yeah. as leaders. So I think it's so critical and that our language should shift from um, appealing to external motivators to appealing to internal mm. motivators. So what I mean by that is um, not focusing on maybe the the surface level needs, uh-huh. but finding finding ways to um, communicate vision instead of information, um, mm. and and tell smaller stories within that. So, if you need to raise volunteer support for a specific event, don't lead with um, "We need fifty volunteers, help us out." You yeah. know, lead with um, inspiring your congregation to dream with you on what what this event could be telling futures uh telling stories from the future of what might come from this event leading with vision and um storytelling and i think that in turn um engages the right people Mm. and leads to just an exponential impact in in the way those people then talk about the same things. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think focusing in on what what people are internally motivated by. Yeah. Um, not just um the 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 needs that we see on the surface. That's that really makes good. sense. Um so yeah, and I think then in addition to that, you know, more practical ways, um it it starts by modeling it. Yeah. You know, uh, think in our organizations these types of things trickle down from the top and Mm. so if we can model a lifestyle of of storytelling um whether that be from the pulpit or in community in our in our small groups um that that's where it's going to start yeah um and, and it's like we've been talking it's it's largely about how we live our lives mm. that are it's it's interesting how um all of us are becoming stories right yeah when you think about it when you think about all of scripture um every story has this one thing in common that they they are a story yeah. and they are stories that we've continued to tell mm. i think it's to face that that our lives are becoming stories it's it's empowering and terrifying at the same time <laughs> that our successes and failures are 
essentially a roadmap for those that will follow us. Yeah. Um, and so having that daily awareness of you, we are telling a story in our own life as, as people are following me. Um, it's so crucial to be aware of that, that, um, that people are observing your life. And so you're, it starts with modeling it as a leader and, and walking faithfully. Um, so, and I think the last thing I'll add is, um, cultivating a lifestyle of prayer, Mm. um, is so critical when it comes to telling stories that if we're not connected to our father in, in having our story written, I think, um, we've, we've missed the whole point. Yeah. You know, that, that prayer, uh, it's been said that prayer is the place where we discover the plot line of our story. Oh, that's good. Um, and it's so crucial to, to, to be in prayer every day (laughs) to, to, to find those spaces where, um, our story unfolds as God intends and not how we envision it. Um, so yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I, uh, those last three principles are really, really good. Um, ministry leader, I hope you take those to heart. Uh, and Elliot, we appreciate you spending time with us. I feel like this past 20 minutes was like trying to drink from a fire hose. Uh, you've given so much uh, to us to consider and think about. Uh, listeners, as you wor- are working through the process of trying to tell your own story and the story of your organization, let me encourage you to check out what Rethink Creative is doing in the world of brand strategy. Uh, you can check out their website and connect with Elliot at rethinkcreative.com. Um, that's a great website to check out and just to see what God is doing through them and their work. Uh, thanks, Elliot, so much for spending your time in studio today. Would you mind praying for our listeners as we close out this episode? I'd love to. Lord God, thank you so much um, that we are your workmanship. Mm. As you've reminded us in Ephesians 2, that you have created us, that you are the author of our stories. And God, we don't we don't see that as a a restrictive thing, but a, a liberating thing to know that you are good and that you have um, yes. good plans um, through our stories. And so, Lord, we uh, pray that you would um, reveal to us the areas in which um, we can we can lead better, more effectively. That we can um, lead our teams and our families mm. in in the way that we. Uh, not only tell stories, not only how we share our own stories, but um, the stories of our of our organizations, God. And um, with that, would you develop in us um, a a posture of of listening? Yes, um, listening to each other, to um, to voices that um, maybe are 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 foreign to us. God, would you? provide those opportunities, Lord, to, to grow in our listening and um, also in our listening to you. Mm-hmm. And so, Lord, we um, I thank you for each leader listening to this now. Lord, would you empower them and um, unfold their story, Lord God, for, um, for, the, for the glory of your name and that you would increase their joy. Um, 
in, in, in the story that you're writing through them, God. So Lord, we are thankful for your goodness and for this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening in, listeners. We'll see you next time. The Glide Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Rethink Creative, a brand strategy and design studio for churches, ministries, and nonprofits. Take your organization to the next level through branding, web design, and video. Check them out at rethinkcreative.com.